Welcome to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers with your host, Peggy Smedley. This is ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. I'm your host, Peggy Smedley. We are currently in, as many refer to, as the fourth industrial revolution. For those of you who might not know, Industry 4.0 is the term for the current era of automation and data exchange. And, of course, the Internet of Things is at the center of all of it. Often, the term Industry 4.0 is associated with manufacturing, but is going to impact your construction job site. On today's show, we're going to be taking a deeper dive into how Industry 4.0 is transforming the construction industry. Specifically, we're going to look at how it will impact both construction workers and operators out in the field. Now, I'm sure many of you have heard the industry numbers from McKinsey & Company, large construction projects across asset classes typically take about 20% longer to finish than scheduled, and they are estimated to be up to 80%, if you can believe that, over budget. What's more, construction productivity has declined in some markets since the 1990s. Cost and schedule overruns are the norm in the construction industry today. With all of this in mind, the industry is just ripe for digital disruption, and that means change is certainly in order. But in order for construction companies to master Industry 4.0 effectively and efficiently, they need to plan accordingly. Here to join the discussion today is Jose Luis Blanco, associate partner with McKinsey. He has led some pretty iconic projects, and today he leads McKinsey's engineering and construction and digital efforts for North America. Jose, welcome to the show. Thank you, Peggy. Thank you for having me. So, as I mentioned in the opening, construction labor productivity has been declining in the U.S., and and you know this better than anyone, for decades, according to all the research you've done. So, help me understand, what do you really think all of this digital technology that we talk about, you know, can it have, and what do we have to do in reversing this trend that we've just been talking about in this opening? Sure. So uh, definitely, like uh, as you point out, construction productivity has been declining, and we've been talking about for 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 a while now. I think the critical thing that digital can bring to these these problems can tackle this 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 challenge is for us, digital is a critical enabler to actually bring everyone together and try to go uh, ahead and solve some of the maximum uh, you know hot items in the industry. Let me explain that a little bit better. Um, so right now, the, tool, the solutions and the tools that uh, construction startups uh, are putting forward are tackling different areas that until now were left a little bit unsolved. So right now, the tools that we see are tackling digital collaboration. So actually, the different actors in a construction project share documents and collaborate more efficiently. Uh, now they're providing um, what we call on-site execution solutions which is basically tracking people more efficiently on the field and be able that we collect that data, process that data, and we attack on it. So uh, in a nutshell, they're providing us more tools, more visibility, and more data to actually act and tackle the productivity challenge that until now 
were much more difficult to go after. So when you talk about these like on-site execution that you're looking at, these these tools, so to speak, is this making them more lean and efficient? Is that what we're really looking at? I mean, because I think that's an important thing that we're looking at. Are we seeing that and it's giving them clearer steps to be more efficient and effective? Yeah, absolutely. And not only being more efficient, also safer, which is something very, very important. Let me give you a couple of examples. So some of the tools um, that are right now being offered in the market basically allow you to allow you to track crew deployment in real time and collect the information about how different uh, crews work in just one day and move around different like work fronts. So by the end of the day, you're going to be able to collect all that information. You're going to be able to understand, you know, where are the areas where, you know, there was waste, where are the areas where you basically there was no clear guidance from the foreman or even from the general contractor, and that could be avoided in future days, for instance. Uh, at the same time, if you're able to monitor um, how people move in the field, you're going to be able to identify, to identify unsafe behaviors. So you're going to be able to point out or correct to ensure that, you really limit the potential accidents they're having on the field. Um, there's multiple solutions that are given the the, the, the construction company that basically tackle all that. But this requires kind of a change now that you just described that. If you're going to look and make a, a, a construction site safer, you have to change mindsets and behavior so that it permeates the entire organization, right? Because if you think about it, construction at this point, and, and it's changing dramatically, is one of the economy's least digitized sectors, right? And, and in order for that to happen, there's got a lot of things that have to change simultaneously to make things work at the site safer, but also to gather all that information that you just described. Absolutely. I think you're, you're totally right. I think that Sometimes when, when we talk about uh, digital solution or digital tools, people feel that just by incorporating these digital solutions are going to solve the problem. And that's not true. As you mentioned, you need to actually take a holistic approach to solve the problem. You need to basically uh, change processes. You need to change um, tools, but you also need to change the mindset of people. You actually need to make sure that you communicate them what they need from me. Why do I need to do this differently? Why is the reason why I'm doing this uh, in a way that I haven't been doing it for the past 10, 15 years? So how is that going to benefit, benefit me? So uh, we just give you one example. You mentioned about hearts and minds. I think one of the things that was most surprising of our research uh, um, when we were, like, talking about uh, why, you know, change is not happening even faster than is happening in construction right now is the the reality is, uh, when, when we survey a um, significant amount of engineering and construction firms, and not only executive, but also frontline workers, the major factor for people not to embrace change uh, quicker was not uh, that there was no management interest, or even that the frontline workers were not trained or interested. It was just people they didn't know. They didn't know. Uh, you know, how these new innovations fit within the existing standard processes that the company were using, or there was no clear industry standard to adopt this new, this new technology, this new process. So again, it's, it's a question of putting everything in the same, in the same place and taking a holistic view in processes, tools, and mindsets, as you say. 
So you just kind of described this whole analog world that we were in before, right? Now we're talking about digitizing it all. So is that kind of the thing that we have to talk about? This is, is it's not just for the IT department, but it's got to be changed for the business. So that, that whole change in embracing this digital lean approach to tools and acceptance really is, is, is very dramatic because you just described this transformational holistic thinking requires a lot of different moving parts and pieces at the same time. Absolutely. And I think there's going to be, I mean, I, I like your thing. I like how you frame it as a revolution because it, it definitely is a revolution. I mean, right now the change that we're seeing in the industry, uh, means that the way projects are going to be managed in the future are going to be significantly different from uh, the way that we manage right now with different types of profiles being brought into the industry, different types of skill sets. I mean, we're starting to see this right now because we see like how plenty of construction firms are hiring chief digital officers. They're hiring data scientists to analyze process and get insights from huge volumes of data. Um, I mean, anyone who's working in a construction company like, uh, like I, I did knows, knows how big of a change that is, bringing data scientists into, into a construction firm and also hiring like chief innovation uh, officers and also, uh, you know, construction companies are actively investing on, on, uh, on construction technology, uh, startups. So buying, trying to understand what's the new, uh, what's the new or what's the, the most important technology that's going to influence their performance over the coming years. So there's definitely a revolution that is happening. So talk about that because that's really interesting. If, if on a job site or where, you know, we're, we're so used to the chief information officer or the superintendent, the project manager, the estimator, these new titles that you just described, the data scientist, the chief digital officer, chief information officer, those titles are going to be completely new to a job site thinking about that. You know, I mean, that's what we just said. It's not a typical IT department. It's not a typical job site. How do you make that transition in a construction site versus what was typically, you know, an IT department? How do you think and rationalize my PM's going to be working with a data scientist? Yeah. So I think, I think it has a lot to do with what you just mentioned before about the mindset and also about how you communicate, uh, this, what the need for me. I mean, if you're able to, uh, uh, teach and basically like, maybe teach isn't the right word, but maybe to explain to the project managers and the area managers the value that you can unlock by, uh, basically pushing some alternative, uh, skill sets into your project is, I mean, the value to unlock is huge. Let me give you an example. One of the things that I'm really, 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 uh, excited about is a, about the future is, you know, having project monitoring, project, uh, basically updating schedules and, and, and updating like cost and budgeting and progress, uh, enabled by drones and the internet of things. So think about a future where you're going to be able through drone, fly, through drone flights, basically collect enough information so you can update, uh, your 3D, 4D and 5D models automatically. That means that your decision making processes go from like a bi-weekly or even a monthly cadence, which is what we have right now in projects, to almost a daily cadence. So 
basically you automatically going to be able to see what's actually being built on the field, overlay that with your BIM model, which tells you how you you design that and how you expect it to be built. And you're going to be able to make decisions, mitigate risks, identify potential problems and challenges so much faster that we expect that, you know, the typical, um, you know, series or overruns and delays in projects can be erased in the medium and, uh, and, 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 and long term. So imagine that future. And on top of that, if you can manage to use artificial intelligence to leverage all that information and do better um, project scheduling and budgeting for your future projects, that's definitely going to generate a revolution. Jose, that makes a really good point because there are, it, it, and this is the way we, we've talked about this, and it's something that we've addressed, that there are just thousands and thousands of new companies, you know, popping up all the time, new solutions. And you just brought up drones, right, and 5D models and the abilities that we could see with them. So how does a construction company, contractors, best understand what's out there to pick the right solutions? Because what you just pointed out is construction companies are facing this imperative right now to improve productivity by, even in your own report, two to four percentage points every year, or they're going to be in serious trouble if they don't. And technology is the way to do that. And digitization is the answer, right? I mean, that's what you're talking about. And these things that you just said, Cadence Daily, looking at what we're seeing here because of they're being able to see projects differently. Absolutely. And look, I think that you're absolutely right. Right now, one of the things, one of the reasons why we actually in the two, the, the, the research that we just published is because we saw like a huge um, uh, construction technology, uh, construction technology landscape. Almost 2,000 startup companies and, and, and not even startups, but uh, other types of companies that were actually providing solutions to construction companies. And the reality is, um, that what we wanted to do is provide one, one kind of framework so people could see where all these companies are providing solutions. And that's what we came up with, these three clusters where companies are playing. One is what we call the on-site execution. The other one is what we call digital collaboration. The third one is what we call back office and adjacencies. The on-site execution, we talked a little bit about that earlier in the interview, which is, you know, all these tools that allow you to track people in the field, not only people, but also materials, and even size safety monitoring. Digital collaboration is basically allowing uh, firms to share and collaborate more efficiently with, like, showing drawings, sharing calculations, and basically putting in touch people uh, that actually uh, are part of the project. And then back office is all the information that you get, all your accounting, all your accounting systems. So what we found is like right now, these are the three main clusters that most of the uh, construction com- technology companies provide solutions or provide offerings on. Uh, the problem is, as you were saying, like construction companies right now face some set of problems or, or like challenges because, okay, what is the right solution for me? And if you think about a typical construction company uh, that's put North America that is being built through acquisitions, what they have right now is a massive amount of like legacy IT systems, a massive amount of silos of information that they need to deal with. And now they say, okay, that's my current status that I need to deal with every day. So I'm not able to 
uh, even like process efficiently all the information that is generated on my projects. And on top of that, I'm being offered all these different solutions that I don't know. I mean, how do I approach that? So I think that the answer for that is increasingly um, the uh, the construction technology startups are realizing that they need to help construction companies solve that connectivity problem. So they need to offer more integrated solutions, not only solutions that allow them to tackle one discrete item on the field. So they really need to, they're really providing, you know, offerings that can help. Okay, I understand what your systems are. Let me give you something that can actually connect all the information that you have in the field and actually can connect with your system. So I think that what companies need to look for in the market is those integrated solutions that can actually connect with their system. And right now, uh, Peggy, what we're seeing is like all these technology farms are starting to provide that. Integrated solutions that can help connect to existing legacy systems, which are challenging for construction firms. But doesn't that create somewhat of a challenge you just described because we have all these silos of information, but we have no common industry standard. So we're running into that a little bit. And so in order to achieve those productivity gains, I think that's where our challenges are. So is there, when you looked at some of these companies now, you're also looking at the new startups, but you also looked at some of the investment trends in construction. What surprised you on some of that? Because I think there's a lot of things. You not only look at startups, but you have to look at what companies are investing right now. And I think you have to look at all of that right now with the companies out there, right? Absolutely. And I think that, uh, I think one of the things that surprised us in the, in, in the research that we undertook is, first of all, is the, is the huge amount of like, uh, capital is actually flowing into these, uh, into construction technology right now. Both in construction and some other more mature firms. So we found that since 2011, almost $10 billion of capital has been flowing, has been invested in these companies. Um, um, the interesting thing that we found and going back to the, the framework that I provided is, uh, you know, the most startups from 2011 to 2016, uh, the startups that received the greatest investment, um, were actually the ones that were tackling doc- document management equipment management, and back-office services. Um, and we also found that the majority of the investment was flowing to companies or, te- or technology solutions that provided just like um, not an integrated solution, but just basically tackling discrete discrete problems. So one of these use cases that I just described. But over the past two, three years, we've seen a clear shift, a clear trend. So right now, the most popular use cases are not longer document management or equipment management. These are turning to performance management, a field productivity, and companies developing tools for more than one of the use cases that I described. So they're trying to provide this kind of integrated solution. So the providers of this technology are already realizing the challenges that construction companies are facing. That even if you provide a discrete solution, a construction company is going to say, okay, that's great, but how do I integrate with my systems? How do I process that data? How do I prevent that solution just to become another silo in the difficult, challenging and, and landscape that I'm living with? So these are some of the things that we observe in that in the study. 
So when you look at all of this, is there's technologies, you mentioned drones and some of those things. Are there certain technologies that you think have the greatest potential versus, let's say, some of this stuff that contractors simply can't maybe afford or even maybe ignore right now? Because you talked about document management, back office services. There's a lot going on. And if I'm a contractor right now, I'm like, I'm a little overwhelmed by it all. But yet they've got to do something or they're just not going to be competitive, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, um, yeah, there's a few technologies that we're really excited about. I mentioned this project monitoring enabled by drones and the Internet of Things, but there's also a wave of uh, predictive analytics and, and, and artificial intelligence that is really where we're really follow, following really close. I mean, predictive analytics is, is already here. I mean, it's basically, I mean, there's a significant amount of firms right now that are taking like giant repositories of data, uh, both structure on unstructured. And they're basically using it to uh, um, to apply, you know, machine learning and 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 analytics, these analytics, to basically understand or or what is actually what's driving profits, what's driving overrun in multiple projects. For instance, uh, what is the optimal um, deployment of my project teams? Is it uh, efficient? I mean, what is the the, the the optimal size of these projects? Is there uh, you know, uh, profit by enabling like multi-country collaboration or an engineering project. If so, what's the right scope? What's the right size? Is there any specific, um, uh, you know, warning factor or key factor that I need to be aware of before staffing my team or before undertaking a construction or engineering project that can lead me to overrun? So that's another one that, that we are really, really excited. The other one that I want to get back, uh, Peggy, and I want to highlight as well, is everything that is related to safety. One of the things that we saw when we actually were mapping all the investment flow in our study is that um, quality and safety were some of the solutions or use cases that received the least investment. That's just starting to change right now. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, if, you, if you've seen the statistics over the past couple of years, fatalities in construction projects have actually increased despite all the... All the um, all the uh, effort that is being put into into it. So everything that is um, safety uh, monitoring enabled by wearables and even virtu- virtual or augmented reality tools um, is something that we're really excited because it really tailors safety training to the specific project. So you're going to be able to uh, tailor everything that right now we have. We teach our our crews in a generic on a generic way to the specific building, to the specific highway bridge that you're actually executing. The other angle of that, which is not, you know, as important uh, as well, is um, through this specific training, through this specific augmented reality and virtual reality tool, you're also going to be achieving higher productivity because some of these tools allow you to visualize in real time how the specific work front in which you're actually working is going to look like. So you're going to be able to prevent mistakes from happening. You're going to be able to give much more tools to the to the foreman to actually give uh, better indications to your uh, workers. So it's definitely going to be a revolution in how we execute this project in the field. You know, you talk about safety and you can never stress enough the importance of safety, right? I mean, because we think about so many lives Absolutely. lost on there. And so when we think about that, do you think, because artificial intelligence that you mentioned, machine analytics, 
ARVR, do you think we're investing enough of that or that's got to be foremost on everybody's mind through all the research that you do that they're, when we talk about industry 4.0 and implementing it and your research showed that only 16% have a clear strategy in place and only 24% have assigned a clear responsibilities regarding that. Do you think more effort still has to be assigned to that to understand where safety is going to play a role in all of that regarding, regardless, I should say, of the digitization with all of this? Yeah, look, I mean, safety is paramount. And I, and I think that is the first thing that we should all have in mind when we start a construction project or we're actually thinking about uh, even designing a construction project. So I think more investment is going to go, it's going to go over there. And it's happening, right? As we see, we see like, you know, increasing this investment in the past year in, you know, high precision, real time location systems could prevent accidents for worker. We see again, the point, what I mentioned before about more and more uh, investment in augmented and virtual reality and even more even investment in, um, something that people found like a, uh, a little bit like, um, uh, from the future, but it's getting here is what what we call the exoskeletons to prevent injuries and basically increase productivity in in in, in, in fields. So basically, these exoskeletons are elements that workers can uh, incorporate in their daily job to lift, like uh, to be careful when they lift weights, to even increase their uh, feel less tired, and to also prevent from some injuries when they are moving around some projects that have some complications in terms of how you you know, circulate around the construction side. So all these things are happening. All these things are being invested on and are being like used. Um, so I see that trend. We definitely need to keep an eye on that. We need to keep investing. Absolutely. Because that's the most simple, most important thing we do. We need to make sure that our, our, our sites are safe. But I, I, I am very, very, uh, positive and I'm very, very optimistic of, uh, of the trend that I see here. Jose, we just have a couple more minutes, but I do, I don't want to leave without us getting to these points. What do you think is going to hold back or the biggest barriers you see for all these construction firms adopting new technologies right now? Is it cost? Is it, you know, what we talked about mindsets and behaviors? What do you think is really going to be that? See, really, I, I think, uh, as we mentioned before, I don't think there's a, there's a question about the return on the investment of all the solutions that we've been talking or, 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 or the management interest. Or even the the um, the ability of frontline frontline workers to actually you know implement some of these solutions. So I think that's out of the question. I think that again, as we discussed in, in the beginning of the interview, the real like uh, the real thing that is preventing this from actually go faster or you know having like a higher rate of adoption is really the uh, you know the, the fact that there's no internal processes, there's no clear industry standards, and the fact that we're not doing enough to influence. Uh, you know, mindsets and behaviors. We're not taking enough time to explain, explain our, our employees why do we need to do things differently. So, you know, construction companies, I understand that digital revolution, digital transformation seems daunting. So people ask, okay, where do I start? I mean, how, how, how do I tackle my first, uh, you know, my first step into this field? So again, we, we put together a kind of like a set of like a four steps recipe. To make sure that construction companies, uh, you know, are focused on that on that perspective. So number one is, you know, they definitely need to have like a digital strategy going forward. So why do you need to be in like two or three years? What is the uh, the people that are going to point responsible or how accountable 
to deploy your digital strategy and 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 hit your milestones. And so, then basically, like, yeah. So that so that's what I was going to say. So that's your advice for contractors that want to improve their digital capabilities because we've got just about a minute left. Would that be your advice? You know, share with them because I want to leave it on a really high note for all of our listeners what they would think about with this. Absolutely. So number one is your digital strategy, making sure actually you uh, have someone that is actually implementing, has a seat on the table, and it is in charge of reaching the milestones that you want to to get. But the second time is, is take basically take stock and, and take advantage of the unique um, um, setting of construction firms. You have like hundreds or thousands of projects that are actually um, happening every day, and you have you know running in parallel all around the world. Turn these projects into test labs. Make sure that you can actually test the use cases that work for you or they may have solutions for you. Like, le- get lessons learned, like build on early successes by testing them into your project. You have multiple labs open around the world. Leverage that. The other thing, as I mentioned before, make sure that data is actually leading the way. Bring these data scientists, bring these like digital officers, you know, make data part of your decision maker. In the end, we're most of, most of engineers, so, you know, make sure that that's actually driving your decision making. And finally, find a way to invest in digital solutions. The idea here is the market is shaping itself every day. I mean, the technology is shaping itself every day. So just waiting and see is not going to be an answer. You need to take bets. You need to place bets. You need to form yourself uh, an opinion of what's going to be the most useful technology for your firm and for the industry. You have to set up listening posts in the industry. So invest. I mean, early bets are going to pay off. Jose, thank you so much. We're out of time. We appreciate you joining us today. Thank you very much, Peggy, for having me. It's a pleasure. All right. Listeners, we want to thank Jose Blanco, associate partner with McKinsey and Company, for being with us. This is Con Expo, Con Ag Radio. is brought to us by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. Stay up to date on the technologies and trends impacting the construction industry by su- subscribing to our 365 e-newsletter. You can do that by visiting conexpoconag.com. Subscribe. Thank you for tuning in to Con Expo, Con Ag Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers.